Hi there, so glad you can join me again for another episode of All About Employment by DC Recruiting. My name's Dave, and last time we talked about interview types, so different types of interviews. Today I wanted to concentrate a little bit on how to prepare for an interview. Now, my points here are not going to be the only things you can do, but the thing I like to stress about it is that you don't have to spend days and days um, preparing for an interview. Certainly, you can have the process get extended if you're going to do practice interviews and that sort of thing. But the actual research does not have to be as daunting as maybe it is in your in your mind. So hopefully, you'll learn a few things about how to uh, prepare for an interview and do it uh, in a way that doesn't overwhelm you. Let's get right into it. The first thing that I recommend you do is to study your resume. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the other podcast or in the other episode, episode one, but it is very important. It's worth repeating. Study your resume. Know your resume cold. It may have been a while since you read it, and there's a good chance that somebody else has either edited it, edited it, I can't, or uh, or that they wrote it for you, right? So, so you may not be super familiar with your own resume, but you need to you need to be have some stories that you can tell about each. Uh, different experience and of course if you've worked at the same place for a long time then maybe you've had different roles so it's the same concept right and if you've never worked before then uh, like if this is your first job ever or if you're it's your first job in your in your field after graduating school perhaps or from an apprenticeship or from a you know pre-apprenticeship or something like that then uh, what you want to do is uh, you know you can use some experiences from your school I mean there's no there's no problem with that so don't assume, though, that your most recent experience is the one that interviews will key on. That's sort of the underlying point that I'm trying to make here. When you get to the interview setting, it could very well be that the uh, interviewer wants to talk about uh, maybe the third job down. And if you haven't studied and, and have some some stories and, and examples or, or uh, at least brush up on what you did there, then you could end up in a little bit of trouble. And as an example, I mean, I can remember... Uh, from personal experience, when I started applying for jobs at a school, I had been a manager at a fast food place, and that's all they wanted to talk about. I was like, oh, you're a manager. And really, I mean, when I thought of it, I was like, well, I just worked on the weekends, you know, like I just was a, you know, a, like a, not a part-time manager. I mean, it was part-time hours, but I didn't, I mean, I was, wasn't a career person there, and that, but that's all they wanted to key on. Just keep that in mind. Uh, employers may want to talk about a job that you did 10 years ago, or experience, ask you to provide examples from a, a job you had uh, 10 years ago and you, know, you really want to know what they are and you really want to have studied your resume. Now, from your resume as well, you'll undoubtedly have a, an, a, a, an education section. Uh, just make sure that you can explain how exactly how your education contributes to your competency for the job. Very important that you can say, I learned, this, I learned how to do this and this is why I'm going to be able to do uh, the job at your um, at your organization, right? And also, too, don't don't assume that a lack of education is a bad thing. I mean, if you didn't go to college or university, that doesn't mean you can't do a job. Make sure you can always bring a positive out of a potential negative situation. For example, if you didn't gra- if you didn't complete high school because of a life changing reason, for example, let's say you had to to care for someone or whatever. I don't want to go into too many examples. But, I mean, if something happened that prevented you from being able to finish even something like high school, then you can 
without going into too many details to a perfect stranger, you can say how that uh, experience helped helped for shape you and, and helped make you feel like you could do the kind of job that you're applying for. Again, I mean, it, it, it is, it is what it is. Some jobs are, you know, maybe they won't accept you if you don't have at least high school, but if you don't have high school and it is a place that, that, um, I don't want to say is okay with it, but a place that is uh, willing to, to really train then Yeah. Just try to try to, if you can, cause you can't always, but try to pull a positive out of a potential negative thing on paper, right? The negative thing on paper is that you didn't graduate high school. But the positive is you learned a lot. Um, you went through something and it helped make you the person you are. and makes you a good fit for their uh, place of business because of, of that experience. Last thing you should do when you're studying your resume, of course, is to uh, really take some time and identify transferable skills. If you're not going back into the same field, or sorry, if you're trying to change fields, then you really want to be able to identify items that will will make you a good fit at a new place. For example, uh, I think I mentioned the other episode, but it is important. I mean, if you've had a lot of customer service skills, let's say you worked in a re- in the restaurant industry, and you have a ton of uh, customer service and, and interaction with client or not clients, pardon me, but with uh, patrons, uh, then you know you, you can say, well, I I can very easily transfer that to being able to talk to customers that want to buy your products, for example, right? So that, you know, just make sure that you take some time to, to do that, to just highlight the transferable skills because it can really set you apart. I mean, if you have, you know, the the basic qualifications for a job, but yet you have a lot of experience doing something else that will, will help you, well, there you go. I mean, you want to be able to easily, in an interview situation, you want to really be able to easily reference that. So that's why you study your resume. All right, moving along, we also want to research the employer when you're getting ready for an interview. So find out more about the company culture. You know, are are they a strict hierarchy? Are they more relaxed? And one way you can really get to know that easily is to, to know somebody that works there. That, that would be the ideal situation. If you know somebody that works there, you can get all kinds of information. Another way that you can learn about a company is, uh, and some of it you have to take with a grain of salt, but you can learn a lot from reviews on uh, indeed for example or or anywhere else like even on their their company website if they have them you know you, you can read all kinds of things about the company so just understand that some of it might be exaggerated I mean whether it's ultra positive or ultra negative just uh, go in with the assumption that it, you know whatever whatever the top common is and whatever the worst common is they're probably somewhere in the middle and that's an easy way to, to get some information about a company you also want to learn as much as you can. Uh, about what the company makes, what services they provide, how they provide them, anything, any information like that. So if it's a manufacturing place, learn the process. You might already know it if you've worked in a similar, similar place. Uh, but there could be little differences. You know, if they offer services, learn about how they deliver the service if you can. Um, you don't need to be an expert, of course. Uh, they have training. They're going to train you on their way to do things. But if, you know, any inside or not inside, but any... Uh, information you can get ahead of time can help you stand out in the interview. Another thing that you may want to take some time to to research is how your opportunity, how the job you're looking for, uh, or have applied for, pardon me, how does that fit into the process of the company? So if you're going to be an HR person like me, how does your role fit in with production or with um, you know accounting or accounts receivable? Or is it a very small company and 
you know, are you going to have to not do HR one day, you know, and help out, do something and, and do something else, you know, so l- learn, learn about those kind of things. If you can, this is, it's always a, if you can, right. Sometimes you won't be able to, um, but um, if you learn about how your role fits in with other people, you'll have a good idea going in potentially what the, you know, the inside things of what the employer is looking for, right? And if, if, if it's a small place and they're looking, I mean, I mean, I think they'll probably always be looking for a team player, but it's even that more important. If it's a small company, they may, you know, it may happen where you're going to have to help out in a different department. You're going to have to use your skills to help another person out or, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you learn is valuable and can help you stand out in an interview because you can, you know, give a more, uh, informed answer. And the last thing you want to do, unless you think of other things on your own, of course, but you want to do some research on uh, what the company does out in the community, right? Do they have initiatives that they run? The example I always give when I talk about interviewing is, you know, what if what if the uh, company sponsors a local sports team or something like that? Just try to, I'm not going to go into why. <laughs> I mean, that that's uh, that'll be later on when I'm answering um, when I'm, you know, answering specific questions about interviewing, like, like digging into uh, specific questions about that you can be asked in an interview. Um, but, uh, you know, if you can, if you can identify something that the company does, um, that really sort of speaks to you, then, um, it can lead later on to interview gold. And I have that in my notes in capital letters. So just obviously stay tuned for why, but, um, yeah, take some time to, to look into what the company does out in the community. Cause there could be some good information there that you can use. All right. Another thing you want to put some time into, and it's very important to do this, is uh, figure out where you're going. All right. Uh, and believe me, I mean, the, the last thing you want on the day of an interview is to not know where you're going. So where's the interview taking place? You know, are you, do you have to pay for parking? Uh, if you're on, if you're taking the bus, what buses do you take? What are the schedules like? Is it the weekend? Are they different? All these sorts of things that that you would definitely want to do ahead of time. And I know that's pretty common sense, right? But it has happened before where people just don't do that. And then they, they freak out because like, oh my gosh, I have to pay for parking. I don't have any money or, you know, they, and they get nervous and they think about that instead of their interview. So you basically want to know everything right down to what door you go into. I mean, back a long time ago when I was first interviewing, I mean, I would do a, do a little uh, tour, do a little drive-by of the place, you know, like, this is where it is. Here's where the parking is. Uh, thanks to technology now, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. You can just jump on your computer and and use uh, Google Maps and be able to see where it is and find out all that information. But, uh, you know, it's very important to do that. Just don't stress out about that stuff on the day of your interview. Just figure it out in advance. Now, of course, because of what's happened in our world with the uh, COVID-19, uh, some places are still doing... Um, online interviews, uh, Zoom or Teams or whatever they're using. So, um, you know, when it comes to that, just make sure that you have a reliable internet connection. You know, make sure you have the most updated version and of whatever software you're using. Make sure you test it out first. Do like a send somebody a link and and uh, and be able to uh, make sure that it works. And remember that sometimes employers aren't going to give you a second chance if your internet ends you know or if or if there's some kind of technical problem i mean if it's on the day of like if it's in the middle of your interview everything's going great and all of a sudden it stops working or in especially if it stops working on their end okay fine you know that you're probably going to get a second chance but 
if they go to call you up and you don't show up or you're super late or whatever, um, then you, you may not get a, a second chance. So just make sure that you have reliable internet wherever you are, even if it means going to someone else's house. You know, I live in an area where in town is fine, but if you go outside of town, even like only by only a couple of minutes, um, the internet gets a little sketchy. So uh, don't put yourself in that situation. This next section, um, there's a, a ton of controversy about it, so I'm not going to dig into it as much as I, I would if, if we were doing a live uh, kind of presentation. Um, I titled this uh, in my presentation, uh, Are You Going to Wear That? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's all about what to wear for, for an interview. Um, and there's, you know, really the rule, the rule right now is there really aren't a lot of rules. But I would say to people, um, plan out when you're planning out what you're going to wear, um, just aim. And again, this is pretty common knowledge now, but I'm just saying it cause I can, um, aim to dress one step above what you're going to wear at the job. Right. So you really don't have to go out and wear your, you know, your best, uh, power clothes anymore if you don't want to. Right. Um, so just try to be comfortable is another thing. Pick out a new outfit that you're comfortable in and, you know, the, the, there's so much controversy about um, still now, and I know this started a long time ago, but about uh, tattoos and piercings. Should you cover them? Should you remove them? My my opinion about this is if you feel like you have a tattoo that you have to cover up for an interview, then you should be prepared to do it all the time. You know, if you think if you have piercings that you think in your head, well, I should probably take these out for the interview, then maybe it's not appropriate for that job. And that's all I can really say. I can't speak for what um, every single employer is going to think. Some employers are very open and fine, and they don't care if you have piercings and tattoos at all. Some companies still are. So you're going to have to um, use your own judgment. And, and I say don't worry about what all the time what the company is going to think. Think about what you're thinking. Yeah, we're getting near the end here. I just want to bring up uh, this last thing here, um, and it's what to bring to your interview. And again, I know that some of the stuff is pretty common sense, but when nerves start to take over, I mean, this is why you want to prepare. Do it a couple of days before, so you're not. Um, you know, it's just it's just automatic. You don't have to think about it. You just get your stuff and go. You want to make sure that you have enough copies of your resume. You don't know necessarily. I mean, you might know, but a lot of times you don't know how many people are going to be there in the interview. So make sure that you have enough copies for everyone in the room, and make sure you have a copy for yourself. It's another good idea to bring printed copies of your references. I know it's not necessarily environmentally friendly, but it's a lot better to have a copy of references ready to go when an employer asks than it is to say, oh, I'll send it to you when I get home. Now, this last point here is, yes, a lot of people don't think of this, and I, and I, uh, I think this is a great idea personally, but uh, make sure you bring a notebook with you. When you're going through your interview, you're going to have questions. You can scribble them down. Um, you can also have, I mean, some people used to like to use cue cards and stuff like a long time ago. Um, but you, you, if you don't want to do that, you can, you know, if you think that your nerves are going to get the best of you, then you can make, you can write down some of the key stories and things that you wanted to remember. You know, when you're preparing for an interview, it's, it's, you know, it is nerve wracking and it's, you don't have to memorize everything. And most folks think that, uh, you know, you should just cram your head full of things and be able to recite it. But, but I mean, what do the interviewers do? I mean, do the interviewers memorize every single question they're going to ask you? Of course not. They usually have a piece of paper in front of them with the questions that they're going to ask. 
you know, and they scribble down your answers. Well, why can't you do the same thing? You know, interviewers want you to give the best interview that you can, even if it means you have to take a second to reference where it is you wrote down. They're going to understand that you're nervous. And uh, if, if, if doing that makes you give better answers, then absolutely do it. And one last thing, and I know we're in the 21st century, and I know that this is very common sense, but just a quick note on smartphones. My experience as an interviewer, nothing irritated me more on the entire world than someone's phone vibrating, beeping, or otherwise making some kind of noise. So I'm not going to say don't bring your phone with you because I understand that folks that are going to take the bus to an interview, you can't just like leave it in the car kind of thing. And even if you do have a car, maybe don't leave your expensive phone in the car. So, But just turn it off. I mean, the most important thing in the next 15, 20 minutes or half hour, whatever, how long the interview is going to be. I mean, that is, sorry, the most important thing. So just just turn it off. It's just so it can't make any sound. It can't irritate your interviewer because some people, some interviewers get like that's their biggest pet peeve, just like it was for me. All right, those are a few things that you can do to prepare for your interview. Now, I mean, just do what works best for you, and you can use some of the stuff that I said or not use some of the stuff that I said. Make up a plan that works for you, and the most important thing that I want you to remember from all of this is that. Preparing for an interview does not have to be um, all-consuming, right? The biggest important thing to remember is that you already have the skills to do the job. They called you. They want to talk to you. They know you can do the job. They want to, you know, if it's a behavioral type interview, then they're going to want to see how you're going to fit. How are you going to fit in with their team? And using some of the things that I said along the way here can really help because you'll have those little sort of abstract things that maybe other people didn't think to look, look at. I hope that everyone's job search goes well. If you do have an interview coming up, uh, you know, uh, let me know how it went. You know, I'm, I'm always wanting to have in, uh, input from people that listen to the podcast. So if you want to email me, the email, my email address is dave.c at dc-recruiting.com. Or you can go on to the website, www.dc-recruiting.com and leave a comment that way if you want. But hope everyone has a great day. Good luck in your job search. And until next time, folks.